I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head. A safe place to hide a hurting heart. A gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. Once upon a time, there was a story. <laughs> Don't you just love that? Once upon a time. Well, let me tell you a story about how once upon a time, Christmas and summer came to belong together. The story involves one of my favorite little kids, our little Cecilia. Cecilia loves airplanes. I took her for a flight in my little four-seat Piper while she was here one summer, and I explained about the ailerons and the rudder and the flaps, and she understood. Cecilia's smart. She not only understood, but evidently she gave a lecture on the subject to her daycare class, complete with an oh wow from her assembled colleagues there. Our daughter Chris says Cecilia is quite convinced she can fly the airliner next time they come to visit. And you know, there is something genuinely magical about climbing into an airplane and lifting off into the sky. A pilot poet once said it was like reaching out to touch the face of God. That pilot was a 19-year-old kid. No, he was a 19-year-old hero because he gave his life when his Royal Air Force Spitfire fighter plane was shot down in the Battle of Britain. It was World War II. The RAF was mercilessly outnumbered by Hitler's Luftwaffe. Boy, talk about flying with your back against the wall. England's Winston Churchill very famously said about that battle, Never in history have so many owed so much to so few. I've never had the honor of flying into battle for my country, but I've had the honor and the joy of flying, sometimes by myself, often at night. And I've had the honor and joy of flying with my lady Wonder Wench in our own little airplane, just before Christmas. Obviously, it was before I had that medical problem and I had to ground myself. It's a very short story about flying with my lady Wonder Wench on the night before Christmas in my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot. Story goes like this. My lady and I went for our traditional just-before-Christmas flight in our little airplane the other night. We have a little four-seat airplane that flies low and slow. Our friends all think we're out there looking for Santa Claus, but we're not. I guess you could say we're looking for gold. And yeah, we got lucky again this year. Our little airport's just a few miles west of Philadelphia. And as usual, on a cold, clear, almost Christmas night when my lady and I got there, it was dark and deserted except for the white runway lights and the, the blue lights along the taxiways and, and the spotlight on the windsock. So... We strapped ourselves in, fired up the engine, and climbed up into the black-and-white magic midnight. You heard a small plane engine late the other night, and you looked up, and you saw small wingtip lights playing in the stars. That might have been us. Moonlight was shining into the cockpit, and the city's Christmas lights were sliding under our wings. 
Those city lights were Santa Claus bright. You'd almost hear the ho, ho, ho and the hustle and the crowds and the music and the parties going on down there. But we weren't looking for Santa Claus. So we turned out over the suburbs and the lights got gentler out there in the neighborhoods. And instead of the city hustle and bustle, you know, the jingle bell sounds, you, you, you get houses carefully decorated with Christmas lights. And, and you get a feeling of, of carols playing on stereos and, and fancy paper wrapping around personal presents. And cups of hot chocolate with cold whipped cream. And, and kids trying to pretend they're really asleep. And a little farther out, we floated over some farms, mostly Amish, Real candles in the windows there. A few horse-drawn wagons down on the streets. You can see their lanterns swinging from side to side on those dark roads. It's almost like flying backward in time. It was quiet. So very quiet. My lady was sitting in the right seat, looking like a lovely little girl in the moonlight, just wearing those big co-pilot headphones. And she was smiling and crying at the same time, and that's, that's when she did it again. She said, thank you for this. I love you. And as quietly as the sound of ancient angels, the black and white midnight turned into Christmas gold. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas is a story about a little kid. I sometimes wonder what it must have been like to watch Christ, not the grown-up Christ whose teachings shook the world, but, but Christ as an infant, a little kid, finding his fingers, looking up at his fingers, and then taking his hand in yours and, and teaching him to walk and talk, just like little Cecilia, just like every little kid including you and me. Christmas and summertime teach such important lessons. I was a lifeguard at Coney Island in Brooklyn when I was a kid. In the summer of the year, in the summer of my life, a lot of years ago, 
I was stationed on the quarter mile of sand and boardwalk that they called Bay 22. For the last few years, I've thought it might be kind of fun to go back there and swim where I used to walk and down the beach like I owned the place, watching the pretty girls in, as the song says, their teeny-weeny yellow polka dot bikinis, and watching the Tuesday night fireworks with my girlfriend. Her name was Matilda then. We watched the fireworks from under the boardwalk, and I wolfed down the pizzas and the hot dogs and, and the clams on the boardwalk. The lesson, I should have done it while the chance of doing it was still there. Hurricane Sandy took that opportunity away. That beach is gone now. So as Big Louie says in my book, while you still have some moving parts left, for crying out loud, move them. Dick's Details, a bunch of totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that confuses your life out the other ear. And you can take a deep breath, grab a grin, and win. NASA has just admitted that guys who fly in space have a tendency to pass a lot of gas. That means they fart. (laughs) I couldn't help think that uh, maybe why they called them astronauts... (laughs) Sorry about that. No, I'm I'm not. Not really. Come on. There's nothing wrong with the word ass any more than the... You, know, you could substitute the word fanny. What's the difference, okay? So you can say fanny and you can't say ass? Come on. All right, if the answer is because they have two feet, what is the question? If the answer is because they have two feet, what is the question? You don't know, do you? Of course not. I haven't told you yet, but I will in a minute. If the answer is because they have two feet, what is the question? There is a basketball court on the top floor of the Supreme Court building. The top floor. A basketball court on the top floor of the Supreme Court building. Doesn't that make that court the highest court in the land? (laughs) Weird stuff exists. The directions on a... Uh, a one-a-day vitamin bottle that I bought recently read, two, take two capsules a day. Huh? It's one-a-day vitamins. It's a lot of weird stuff like that. There's a company called Land's End. Now, wouldn't you expect a place like Land's End to sell boats or bathing suits or, you know, water stuff like that? Of course you would. After all, it's Land's End. But you know what? Land's End sells clothes. And how's this for your federal government at work? IRS Publication 17 says if you steal money, you have to report to the government as income. I wonder if there's some form you can fill out if you give the money back to the guy from whom you stole it, that the government has to refund it to you. (laughs) More government strange stuff. If you have a concealed carry permit... You can carry a real firearm at a political convention. But squirt guns are explicitly banned. And we elect these idiots. Oh yeah, okay. If the answer is because they have two left feet. The question is, why can't horses dance? Because they have two left feet. I would like to get you to believe that according to a recent poll, 83% of you agree that horses are lousy dancers. But then I would also have to get you to believe that the poll about horses' feet 
was a Gallup poll. <laughs> so that's probably a lost cause. Digs to Tales, they take your mind off your mind. Time for a little housekeeping here, if you don't mind. If you like these podcasts or my spoken word story CDs at DickSummer.com or my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot, available at Amazon.com, would you tell a couple of friends, please? Because they might like them, too. And, of course, you'd be doing me a favor. So, thank you very much. I found that Christmas sometimes comes in the summer. Christmas was always a huge deal for me. When I was a little kid, maybe five or six years old, my parents gave me a transistor radio. I don't think I turned it off till the 4th of July. And for some reason, it gave me such a thrill that it made me cry. Me, the Brooklyn kid, cried at Christmas time for some reason I didn't understand. A little later, I came to understand because that little radio changed my life. From that moment on, I wanted to live in that little magic box. And when I grew up, I did. And it made me realize that there is a big difference between magic and a trick. See, you have to see a trick to believe it. But magic starts happening as soon as you believe it. So let me tell you my true little story about Christmas and the summer. The summer little Cecilia was three. She wanted her ears pierced for her birthday. (laughs) Our daughter Chris said, well, maybe when you get a little older. Cecilia said, you mean like when I'm four? (laughs) Now, any Louie Louie generation ladder lady knows how persistent a three-year-old can be, so pretty soon, Cecilia got both ears pierced. I asked her, did it hurt? She said, of course, Papa, but I didn't cry. So I said, well, how come you didn't cry if it hurt? She said, because Mommy said, if I cry, I can't get my ears pierced. (laughs) I just said, oh, wow, and we both clapped our hands and laughed, and there happened to be a full moon that summer night. So we went outside to wink at it, because when Neil Armstrong, you know, Neil Armstrong was the first man to walk on the moon, and when he died, his family said, if you want to honor Neil, when you see a full moon, wink at it in his honor. Well, little Cecilia winked at the full moon that happened to be shining that soft summer night. Let me tell you, if you've ever seen a little kid you'd love do that, wink with both eyes at a soft summer full moon in honor of a hero, be careful, because personal experience It'll make you blink, too. And you'll blink with both eyes. You'll have to, to keep from getting a little too wet. Like mine did, when my folks gave me that radio that changed my life all those years ago.
Okay. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep.